We're going to continue on with Michael Lake, and I asked the question, is not telling the whole truth, is that the same as lying? Stay tuned, find out. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I appreciate you spending some time. As, I've, as you may remember, we met uh, Michael Lake, who's an Englishman, and uh, grateful that he's been able to come and share his story. And let's uh, just jump right in. You kind of told us a little bit about your background. You were, your folks were converted to the church. You yes, were uh -huh. baptized and born in the covenant, and baptized, I guess, priesthood and all that stuff. Yeah. And you mentioned that uh, you um, got married in the temple with your, with your wife. Right, and yes. then since then, you've served some missions for the church. Is that right? Some service yes. missions. Um, I was told at birth, well, you know, well, 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 it was Christmas. The baby basically. blessing. Baby, baby blessing, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, it was, a, it was not my memory directly of it. <laughs> but I was told um, that I was uh, foreordained basically to be a bishop uh, at the end times. Really? Um, which stayed through a lot of the church um, training and yeah. part of it. So I've always had a very deep belief in the in the church end time philosophy, okay. and, we, and they used to sort of say, you know, your chosen generation. Yeah. Did you also have a patriarchal blessing? I did, yes. Uh, which um, did that confirm that kind of leadership uh, it, potential? It, it did. Um, the key things for me um, in the patriarchal blessing was um, well, they messed up the tongues one. Okay. <laughs> they messed yeah they messed up the language one. Um, because it says, it basically says, I'd be good at languages, and I was terrible at French, <laughs> German, whatever. Missed another one, huh? Missed it. And it's only at secondary school when you sort of realise that actually it was um, IT languages. Uh -huh. I could pick up IT languages pretty good. Yeah, you were at IT. So well, IT was okay, but yeah. um, there's a few wasted years of uh, my father trying to get me to learn French and stuff, which wouldn't, <laughs> it just wouldn't click. Um, well, well, during this time, that after you're married and your children are coming along, you served as you were in the Sunday school and the primary. You served as a ward mission leader. Yeah. Um, other um, callings that you had that. May a lot of my time was in your men's. I spent, I spent an awful lot of time in your men's, uh, especially because it's our children. In the scouting. And yeah. And so uh, uh, so we don't don't really have scouting in England so much. Oh, well, I guess not. Even though Baden Powell was a. Yeah, scouting's outside of. Outside you know, of the church a bit, but not um, so much there. Um, yeah, an awful lot of time in the in your men's program, um, and a lot of time in ward missionary uh, yeah. sort of work and missionary efforts. And during this time, there's just no question that the church was true and that the Book of Mormon was not true. Not, and Joseph not. Smith was a prophet and restored the church and restored the gospel. And no, to, to me, it seemed just too many things. It, it was a case of everything just pointed that yes, it's true. That yes, I had my own little. Um, failings we're always trying to improve because obviously that's the whole point of the, yeah. um, the, the system, the way the church operates. It's about you know progression, progression, progression. Yeah. Uh, so you're always chasing that sort of um, being more efficient with time management, better husband, better priesthood holder, sort of better at whatever. Always trying know, to do better. Better, better, cook, better cook anything, you know. Yeah. But, um, so, so we're chasing that and um, like I say, we love the church. Um, believed very much that um, there would be an end time coming and um, constantly gave up quite a bit of uh, my time and careers at time, on and off to try and help 
Well, you sacrificed, you mentioned earlier to me that you'd sacrifice some career and educational opportunities because you were serving in the church and, yeah. and working for the church. You worked in the IT department and so on. What really started the process of changing in your life? I, I know your son went on a mission. Was that kind of the beginning of things? Um, it, it, probably was, it probably was a little bit. Um, my son actually, like I say, he's very, he's very lucky. This is Chris. Um, he went over to Mich Michigan. Uh, so he went from England to Michigan. Yeah, they sent him yeah, from England. To well, at least he didn't America. have to learn a new language, I guess. Um, bless, bless his heart, he had a terrible experience uh, doing that. Oh dear. Um, they, well, first thing he got got stuck at customs. But um, <laughs> the, the, the flight wasn't direct. He went through Houston. Um, customs took like three hours, and he missed his flight. To Michigan. And, yeah, to, to, well, to Salt Lake originally, because he's, oh. he's, he's going to the, the MTC. MTC. Oh, yeah. okay, sure. And uh, it happened to be during um, one of the worst tornadoes that had out, funny enough, over that area. Another uh, tornado, huh? Yeah, another tornado, yes. And if you look at the dates, it's a, <laughs> the plane that, because we, we're sitting at home trying to think where he's going. And we're watching the flights on the computer, thinking this is where the flight's gone. We, think, we, we thought he'd caught this flight. And we watched it actually fly around the tornado, because it had a curve oh, around the zone. And he got to Salt Lake, and we thought, oh, great, he's there, he's safe. Yeah. And then um, we got about an hour and a half later, we got a phone call from America saying, Mom and Dad, I'm still at Houston. <laughs> um, can you give me the name of the, the, the contact details of the mission president because I've lost them. And so I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that, so yeah, yeah. we're doing that. Um, the church tried to track him down. The state president was brilliant. He, he, you know, he, he tried to do a few things. The actual church, at, further than the state president, um, didn't seem to do a lot. I mean, there's actually an MTC in Houston. You know why they couldn't send him? Oh. Why they couldn't send someone to go and pick him, pick up, him up and rescue him? Um, I don't know because he's he's never travelled overseas in his life before, <laughs> right? Yeah. So he's in, so he's now in a sort of foreign land, so foreign land, no a, phone. Got off on a rough start yeah. there. But uh, he had some questions that came up, right? Didn't he have some? Didn't he start studying, or he was being asked questions that? made him start thinking? He's asked, he's asked questions, but I'd just like to take just two minutes to explain sure. is, is, is how he, he didn't want to pay $300 for a hotel overnight. Okay. Oh, they're in, yeah, in Houston. Yeah, Houston. So, so he's, pray, he's praying there, and he went on the standby flights, and because of the bad weather, there's very few seats. Mm. Uh, and while I was praying, after about sort of a few hours, it just turned out that there was one seat which he managed to get yeah. to go to Salt Lake. And he thought, well, that's near, you know, being near Salt Lake's closer to the MTC than where I, is, I am at Houston. Right. So he thought he'd take it. So he jumped on this uh, flight. The person he was sitting next to got moved and, and, and they swapped. And, a, and another person came over who it turned out was ex-LDS. Ex-LDS. Ex-LDS, who used to drive the temple presidents around, the prophets around. Oh, he used to be a chauffeur for the, for the prophets. Right. Interesting. And they were talking, and during the course of the flight, because he hadn't got nowhere to go in this since it's gone dark, um, this, this wonderful guy actually took him in, and they put him up for the night in transit. Wow. Um, 
and you can't, you, know, you can't really thank the guy enough because he, uh, he had some friends who were obviously not church members. And they came around and they sort of supported why are you putting this missionary up, you know, this is yeah. this is our least missionary. And he just goes, Well, it's because I want to, I'm gonna look after him. And he actually threw his uh, sort of non member friends out a little bit to look after to, to look after your, my son. Your son. That's um, next day he showed him a bit round um, Salt Lake City and helped him get on to the MTC. Out of Provo. Yeah, out of Provo. Yeah. And all this time, it, technically, he was missing from the point of view that nobody in the church knew where he'd gone. Because <laughs> yeah, all the concerts and until things. Until he like, showed up down yeah, there. Yeah, until he showed up and got there. Oh. But he's saved, actually, from a, from a non-member. That's fantastic. What a great yeah. story. So that's, that's why we just shared that few minutes with you. Yeah, it, I'm glad a great, you did. Some good people. Well, did he share people. that? Did, he, did that fellow share any of this? anti-stuff with your son or? I don't think, not them aware of, no. He no. Looked, just looked after him and uh, took him under, under wing. Oh, um, that's a great story. Uh, the, the problem he had on the mission field was when he started knocking on doors and he's finding out that um, people were seemingly, seemingly knowing the church history better than they were taught. <laughs> the missionaries knew the church history. Things they didn't know about. Yeah, things they didn't know about. Yeah. And it started rapidly becoming quite clear to him that there's something not quite right, but but the, the bigger problem was he's in, he's in the MTC and uh, he got injured on the first week. Uh, oh. Somebody um, decided to play uh, American rugby tackle, oh, yeah. with, but they shoulder barged him. Oh, yeah. Hit him in the chest and uh, he had some heart problems and pains. After that? Since, yeah, for a little while. And all through for months on his mission, he was complaining of pains and what have you. And uh, his leaders were just saying, well, you know, you, you just put your faith in God, work hard, whatever, you know. Ignore it. Ignore it, <laughs> carry on. Gee. And he, he's getting, he got really severe. He got really, really, really severe. And um, the mission president eventually says, look, I prayed on it, there's nothing wrong with you. You you happy, happy contract or thing or whatever. Um, to which they started having a slight disagreement because Chris, Chris was now almost in tears on, on times with, with the pain of it. And we got a phone call at home. Wow. Um, and I studied psychology at the time um, at Ewells University and uh, Professor Matalo, who's uh, one of the UK's leading thinkers. This is one of your teachers. Thinkers, you know, he's my former tutor, uh, tutor at the time. And um, had this mission present there sort of saying uh, how he felt that my son was just homesick. Oh. And it was an excuse coming home. And I'm sort of saying, well, that doesn't really compute, you know, I don't know, know how, he, how hard he worked to go on this mission. He, he spent three years going out with the missionaries beforehand. Getting you know, ready visiting, to go. Getting ready to go. Yeah. So this, this doesn't really add up. Um, and we had this uh, disagreement with, with, with Mr. President in effect. that he said, well, we arranged him to come home. We'll say, give him a few months. But um, he came home just before Christmas. Mm. Um, he was told he wasn't allowed to say goodbye to anybody. He was told to pack his bags overnight. And go. And go. Um, because he couldn't immediately get the direct flight, he, he, he's, he's put under, um, what do you call it, area mission uh, area Oh yeah, area mission took it, took it, took it, took it Where they still put him on active duty, despite the fact he had a suspected heart problem. Hmm. Okay, so, so one day before the flight, he was, he was, um, you know, still out there serving. Um, 
is sent home by himself on a flight which meant you know, changing a couple of times. And when, we, when he actually arrived, we met him at the airport, he was a wreck. Um, and suffice to say then within 24 hours of him actually getting back, he was in an accident and emergency. He had been admitted to hospital. Oh boy. Um, and is he so, okay now? Um, he's okay, but um, suffice to say, there is actually physical evidence that you know he was injured. He's, oh. he's, 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 he's now three, four years on, and he's still got heart injuries and oh, and what have you. So um, yeah, the, the spiritual advice, unfortunately, of the priesthood was somewhat failing. Yeah, and it, it's led to it's led to him suffering for years as, as a result of it. I bet he's pretty unhappy about that. Yeah, um, and you are too, of course. We are. Yeah, um, but. That was, that was an incident which starts sort of getting you also a bit concerned. You know, yeah. th these, were, these were serious, uh, you know, priesthood leaders who were um, making, taking, making claim, you know, making claims yeah. and having a responsibility of care. Yeah. Um, well, so was this part of your transition or were you transitioning before that and what happened to, to bring that about? Uh, as you brought yourself, it just clicked that, yes, that did happen slightly before the thing, but it was actually in a uh, priesthood lesson. Where somebody, let's say, somebody was just said, and you just taught at university. Well, you know, you got to look at all areas. You got to weigh it up, and let's say I had a particular, particular interest in this logical thinking because of the IT side. So I was under this sort of, <laughs> you know, thought process guys thinking, thinking, yeah. and this guy just said something, and it, it just struck me. Well, that doesn't make sense what he said. You know, it's nonsense. He doesn't. Now, what again did he say? Oh, I wish I could remember. Whatever it was, it just didn't, it just didn't compute. And uh, yeah. I went away and looked it up. I remember just looking, 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 looking this thing up and just finding, well, actually, he's wrong. And I thought, well, I go, if they're wrong about that, what else? What else? <laughs> and that was the Pandora's box. That was a mistake. Of, you know, then it was a case of. Well, I started, you know, read into uh, Lighthouse, Utah Lighthouse Ministries' work and what right. have you, um, some of the work from Sean McCraney. Okay. Cross-looking against that, against the, the other side of the church side. Well, interestingly, you looked at the gospel essays, right? Um, Didn't you feel like they, they had not told everything that was out there to tell? <laughs> Well, the gospel essays were going back about four or five years. The gospel essays were just starting; oh. they're just starting to come out oh, okay. after after the event. A little bit, no. It was, it was uh, we looked at some of the things, but it's more like fair, you know, the fair. You but know, you took time off to actually study the church history. I right? quit. I quit. I quit uni. Um, it's my life. The church has been my life. I've been born in the church. Yeah. I mean, understanding the. You know, the the strange experiences which had happened through my life and what have you, the, the church, things, right? things which had happened, all suddenly like, well, what's what's real? Yeah. Um, and so, no, it's in case the, there's nothing more there's nothing more important than having God knowing the truth at that point. Um, and uni just went, and I just spent twelve to fourteen hours a day for three months. And what kind of things did it. you learn? Unfortunately, just about everything, <laughs> everything you know, about first things visions. Things you've never heard, though, before. Things, yeah, yeah, things I've never heard before. Chrissy had started uh, to hear some of it um, on his mission. Well, that's what I was okay, thinking. But he, so he'd so he have a little bit. But for my, but he's, 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 this was, he's only just starting to come back in whatever at that point, and he was fairly sheepish about some of the things that had been said. The... Uh, it, 
No, it, 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 it's just the fact of you live in a bubble um, to an extent, but you don't ask questions. You don't, you're told not to. You, I believe what the church said, you know, that, uh, you know, that, a lot of the churches outside are more or less of the devil or whatever, you know, the, the society, the society or whatever. So, so, so he lived in this, in this LDS bubble. Well, and you mentioned the teachings yeah. of the president's manuals that they don't tell the whole story, yes. like a Brigham Young That's or right, yeah. Joseph Smith and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I just think I was horrified by the truth of, of what you were learning. Of what I was learning about the and, and the, including the um, the free you know the Freemasonry connections to the temple. To the temple, yeah. Isn't that shocking? I had never understood that either. Yeah, that sort of uh, that sort of scared me. The fact that quite a few of the uh, well, the first and the first three sort of prophets were linked. Yeah. Went that way, and I was thinking, why? You know, um, I remember going to temple recommends and being told. Uh, are you a member of any sort of organisation you're not supposed to, or whatever, any sort of cult, you know, cult yeah. or anything like that. And I got raked over the coals for um, studying martial arts for one. Because oh. at one point, for about two to two years, we studied um, uh, ninjutsu under a um, Japanese school in, in the UK. And they, they were all like, oh, I'm not sure you should be, you know, doing that because... What a, it's hard, but you know, it's, it's good. It's good for it's hard, you know, it's, religious, it's yeah. Wasn't religious, but then you're thinking it just seems like hypocrites. Yeah. You know, they tell me off for that, and yet you got people part of these sort of secret groups, you know, behind the scenes, having recommends and doing everything, and it's yeah. like I couldn't. You know, uh, I, I got really disillusioned with the. Um, the, the hypocrisy and the lies and the you know the deceit of the leaders and whatever you want it. Well, my list just started getting longer and longer. I mean, Book of Abraham and uh, you mentioned Masonry, but the Book of Mormon and Book of Commandments and it, yeah. Joseph Smith marrying uh, that's other women, yeah, yeah. women that had al already had husbands and stuff. Uh, I, I, what I really resented at the end of it, after coming out of the three months, is I said word for the church office as well and. Uh, and I remember certainly, you know, like the Tanner's names being mud in the church, you know, in church office. Oh, yes. And, you know, the certainly, you know, they yeah. were, you know, yeah. The same the Tanner, yeah. And, um, the, 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 and there's people being fired and sacked and doing, you know, doing research and while writing books and then being getting me sacked and kicked out and whatever. You know. And I just couldn't believe. When, when I read about the certainly the Searstone at the end, the Searstone. Yeah, they had known about that for all my life, right? For all my life, they'd been negotiating, looking to try and buy and obtain this stone. And yet, I spent almost all my life teaching about the golden plates, the human throwing, <laughs> believing absolutely, absolutely, absolutely the translation. Yeah. Uh, got a slightly damaged jaw at school for sticking up, sort of when people challenged that and saying, "Yes, no, I believe it's true," and he got got hit and um, defending the defending church, the yeah. church, and then only to find out that the leaders have been lying all the way through. Um, that was. That's what that was I meant harsh. by they're just not telling all the truth. Yeah. Know, they just don't tell the whole story, and so you wonder: is that really lying, or is it? It just seems to me that there's so many things that, that now I think the internet is uncovering some of this past history and doctrine that uh, the church is and hasn't been forthcoming with. And, but the essays, you mentioned even that a Sunday school teacher was once 
uh, well, they get in trouble for taken off yeah, being you, a teacher because she was quoting or using these gospel right, yes, essays. Yes. Isn't that yes. crazy? Um, there's, there's a lot of kickback now uh -huh. that people become very paranoid and sensitive um, yeah. about it. Um, I, from my own point of view, after seeing Chrissy injured in the way he is, he's, li he's living his life now uh, with a slight injury because the treatment wasn't done yeah. earlier. And I look at um, my own life, you know, where he gave up career and whatever, you, whatever uh, f for what turned out to be people. Sitting there thinking, well, you don't need to know. Somehow, somehow they seem to think, well, we're better than you. We, we can know the truth. You don't need to. You, we don't want you to. Yeah, we don't want you to. You don't need to. You just, you just yeah. do your little snippet. Um, whether you call it lying for the Lord or how they want to try and justify it, it is outright lying. And it's an abusive relationship. You know, because it's a two-way thing. We expect it to go in. How well recommends be honest with them about everything. And yet they reserve the right not to be honest with us. With us. That's a good point. Um, and so that is a purely abusive relationship with that, um, that thing. And I, well, Mike, let me ask you this. The, a lot of this is what I call the bad news. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't bring Jesus and things into, into the forefront after this happens. They yeah. just give up on everything. You've been able to bridge that a little bit uh, it's, how it, did you have a, a moment in time that kind of what happened to prayer to prayer? prayer at the end of it I'd um, finished doing, doing all this study basically for months on end uh, I've been um, duly talking to my wife about it yeah um, there's no there's was no, she upset she was yeah she, but uh, but we have a relationship where she knew for well um, well, she loved you and trusted you, maybe, and yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a spell where I'd lost what God was, because obviously I understood the Mormon concept of the Godhead, the Mormon yeah. concept of whatever. And I just read all this stuff from Lighthouse Ministries and everything else, and it's like, well, where am I now? You know, I've seen things, think, you know, bizarre things happen. The odds on the phone ringing at 7.30 in the night when, you know, you're about to lose it and you're praying to God and certain things. There's been so many coincidences in my life, um, you know, including when my son sort of got injured once in, in Birmingham and uh, you get the call, the Jay call from the police saying, can you come down, you know, mm. um, and you're praying to the Lord saying, I've got to travel from Birmingham to, you know, back to Telford, get the ambulance. And it just worked out all perfectly. And we're in the ambulance sort of thing and holding his holding son in my arms and he's coughing up blood and all sorts of things from oh, fall. And the, the, the people are saying, well, you don't want to know what that is. And you, break, you have, a, have a prayer and you give a blessing and you just fall asleep in your arms sort of thing. Um, and next morning, you know, this was a blue flashing light job. They transferred him from, um, uh, was it? It was from Telford to Shrewsbury, I think he went. But anyway, but they, they, actually, they actually had police cars lined up, escorting the ambulance wow. through, sort of thing. So the police, the police cars going through. But uh, so he had this blessing. We prayed, 
next morning, apparently the doctors went to see him in hospital, he was fine. Mm. Yeah, other than a black eye, he was as right as rain. And so, so you think, well, what's going on? You know, where's the reality in all this? What am I supposed to believe? What am I supposed to believe? Because, you know, this is clearly there's a lot of lies and deception going on, and yet things happen. You know, things, things happen. And so I was, I was pouring out my heart, basically, to, to the Lord in that, and I said, Lord, I, know, I want to know you. I want to know, what, you know who, who you are. And um, I felt inspired to just draw, you know, quickly, and um, lo and behold, because I've been following Sean's show, you know, sort of thing, it came across, and then, and he said, this week, God Part One. God Part Straight, One. It was literally God Part One, <laughs> that's the title, they've since read it, but, but it's literally God Part One. I thought, you know, I'll find that. Is that not the sign? I wonder who God is. He released the God Part One started. So uh, watched, start, started watching that, and struck a relationship with uh, Sean McCraney over the years. But um, shortly afterwards, a few, a few months afterwards, we were fairly happy to be out of it, not to be lied to. I mean, it was horrible to think that you got people sitting on the stand manipulating you and not yeah. telling you the truth and what have you. Um, at that point, you did sort of smooth over a bit. The, the problem really came more in about April when I actually made the uh, jump to put me, terminate me membership. Oh, you did? Yeah. April, what year? Was that 14? Uh, 2014, yeah, it'll be about yeah. 2014. And, there's few, yeah. and it was, I, I've got a copy of the letter at home, so I kept one. Um, and I actually told them that, in effect, you know, I was actually hoping that one day the church would actually learn to be more Christian, more honest in its de dealings when I left. Um, but I handed that in, and the sense of community, you know, it just got cut off a lot. It, was, it just closed, it closed down you a lot. Lose, you know, lose friends, lose his friends, family, and all sorts. And it's been my whole life, nothing but I'd ever known. And I now found myself in this world with, you know, so I remember the temple videos, you know, the guy with the dog collar, you know, the, the devil dressed up, <laughs> yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, you, you sort of, you found yourself in this sort of alien world where you, 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 you taught, it's almost like, a, you know, hell, you know, you've been thrown out. Um, and, and my health suddenly started deteriorating um, fairly rapidly over the two months. And, and people probably blame that on your leaving the church, they did, do they? Yeah, oh, several, several people would turn around and leave yeah. that on, on the church. Well, one thing that I just want to interrupt maybe for a second, but all these positive experiences that you have, and I had them as well, yeah. I kind of boiled it down to the fact that God loves me. It had nothing to do with proving the church was true, but it was proving that God loved me as a person yes, and that he cared for me. and. Do you, did you sense that too at all? Well, I sense that. As I said, there's a, there's a, there's a moment I got suicidally depressed. You know, um, I felt I felt maybe for family to ruin. My wife was really sad president. She'd lost a thing. She, she 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 didn't want to be in it because she'd lost a family prior to that for the church. Yeah. So from her point of view, um, both her husband, sorry, both her father and mother had died uh, without being reconciled. Oh. Um, they never got and they to never know. got to realise that you know, we come out and realise the church was wrong. Oh. Um, and she was Relief Society president. Yeah, she was Relief Society president. But, um, well, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I was there this one night and I just said, you know, I've, I've, just, I've just destroyed everything. I just wanted to end it all. 
and um, I was sitting there. Um, the show I watch is normally seven hours behind, and I tend to be a late night, so I thought I was just going to kill myself that, that, that night. You know? oh. And you're still praying, you still love God, uh, there's still an element of it, but you just feel you just destroyed the family and everything. You know, too, too much problem. Uh, so, uh, the longer short of it, well, I decided to shoot myself because <laughs> God's, God, yeah, God's. But, um, the, the, but there's an element of, I felt inspired to stay up and watch the, watch the, the last show. Um, and it was a Tuesday night, well, Wednesday morning our time. And just as uh, this was happening, uh, the show was changed. There's an announcement that's basically saying that they've changed from their scheduled programme. Because I knew what the schedule programs were yeah. likely to be, and apparently there's been a change for, change from the schedule program, and they decided to do a show on the cost of being a truth seeker. Wow! That night, and that sounds interesting. <laughs> since I'm and seeking, since seeking, for seeking truth. the truth, yeah. And I watched that, and there's about a ten-minute segment in it where Sean actually warned people. Um, like if, if you, you know, this is this is serious. If you want, you want to be a truth seeker, watch it. But if you don't, turn the channel. You know, just, <laughs> just yeah, but uh, but but he read out like the problems that people they give up. You know, the suffering and the and things. Through it, and I just thought, oh yes, that's, that's true. And I do want, you know, I do want God in spirit and truth. Uh, and then it's a phone in. He has a, he has his phone in section at the end, and. I'm saying, yeah, okay, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get that bit, God. Uh, and then there's no calls, mysteriously. He had a quiet segment for about five, five ten minutes at the end. So yeah. in order to fill the, the calls, we decided to read some earlier posts. Mm. One of them he picked up, it hadn't got the name on it because it got to take the name off it, and he read it. But there was my post from six months you'd sent or so earlier, them. which I'd sent in. But he didn't know who it was, it was anomalous. And he read it back at the end of the show, and it was my thanking him for helping me find the truth. Something that you had shared with him six months earlier. Six months earlier. And he was reading that he was reading, to you. Know, yeah, back alive. <laughs> and he's reading that now to you. He's reading that back, back to me at a time when I was really, really depressed. And again, you go back coincidences. You know, yeah. some strange coincidences. And that was special. Um, so that was special. And that then led... Um, onto, uh, shall we say, a new path, and praise from, God. Fr from there, miracles still want, still happens because um, the next job was then they try to find out more about the truth, the gospel. Yeah, and uh, we're praying, and then I went to bless his heart. It was hard coming out. Um, the local, one of the local groups up the road, I suppose better not name them because they were... Well, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, he went around there and they're saying, oh, are you born again? I said, well, I pray to God, I, you know, he's, he's, he's working with me. And the next thing is, well, can you speak in tongues? <laughs> you know, he's, he's proof you're born huh? again. I says, well, what do you speak tongues? He says, well, you're speaking languages as a sign of whatever you... I said, well, speak uh, probably about four or five computer languages. Which one do you want? <laughs> There's no French. <laughs> yeah, no, French. <laughs> no French. No French. But, um, but, but you start to find yourself in this weird, weird, wacky, nonsense world yeah. of uh, Christianity now, which is starting to happen. It is wild, yeah. And it's wild. And so we're praying for help on that. And um, 
I decided to try and go to a college and try and learn. But obviously, we're not that affluent, and so it was this case we wanted something we could afford. And it, it, it wound, up, wound up in a bizarre way that uh, one of the churches, I, I prayed as to which church you should go to. Was I jumped in? No, 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 we've got a couple yeah. more minutes. As Pray, well. Oh, quickly, okay. I prayed to which church I wanted to go to, and uh, visited, and said, look at this one in Litchfield. So I went back to my hometown in Litchfield, despite the fact we Warsaw. Met a lady at a Bible college, sorry, um, the, the Bible readings there, that sort of thing, the Bible study group, who introduced me to a John Warner, who runs actually a Bible school. Hmm. So I went to met with this John guy and explained where I'm coming from. Sounded great, the price was right, course was right, it's accredited, it's not one of these bogus fixed, you know, things, yeah. it's, it's actually government accredited. Um, and decided to go and do that. And you and Jan both did it together. Um, eventually. Oh. Um, what happened was the Sunday after, I'd promised to go and visit another church because we're hunting, trying to find somewhere to go. Uh -huh. And I'd promised a pastor supreme, <laughs> supreme bit, um, that I'd go and uh, visit this, this other local church. And I, tur I turned up and I got there and it was a case of, oh my word, it's um, purely Pentecostal sort of... Um, Zimbabwe type, mm. type worship. Um, I felt really awkward because I was like the only white person there. Oh dear. Seemingly at the thing. Yeah. And they're all, they're all in this, like, this sort of worship style I've never seen. And whatever, you go to the door and say, oh, I promise, I promise Lord to go and do this. Can you help me through it? Anyway, so I go through the door. And next thing you know, it's, hi, how are you? And I got a bear. Felt hug. the love, huh? No, it's, uh, it's, it's had to be John Maunder. Oh. Who's, who's, who, who was there. And apparently... Um, Every second week of the month or so, um, he, 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 pre he preaches at that school. Interesting. Sort of thing. And uh, not only that, he turns to be on the actual board for supervising as a reverend. Wow. Um, so, yes, we've taken in, so I'd love to have a chat afterwards. Um, and then from there, that led into further Bible scholar study, two years of training. Um, the links have been wonderful. That's led us to renewal, which has led, linked us to, to the Order of St. Leonard's, which yeah. is the John Maunders, or Reverend Maunders, um, supervisor, is the bishop, mm. uh, David Carr, OBE. Okay, so he's an OBE. And he's the, outside of the UK, he, 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 he'll be um, the representative for the Free Methodist mm. bishops. You know, he's one of two. Around the world, who represent it, and he's met the Pope and various other things. He teaches the Reverend, uh, and uh, John Maunder took us under wing and took us into his weekly home sessions for two years, mm. as well. So not only did you get the Bible College, but we get the direct training and support from. And so you finished the, the program. And no, you never finish in this oh. game. You never get to finish. Well, let me um, ask you, just no chaplaincy training. Oh. Okay, so now doing level five uh, chaplaincy training under uh, David Carr OBE, who's uh, you know, Bishop Carr. Uh, he's spent 25 years you know, in hospitals. Okay. And he's, he's, he's trying to train chaplains. And so me, myself and my wife are now doing chaplaincy training. Well, just to finish up, because yeah. we are out of time, time yeah. just tell us about Jesus, what he means to you differently now than a, as a Mormon. I'm free. Um, the big thing is I'm free. Um, I also find that whereas I had problems in my life and things I wanted to change and you try and push it through from the LDS perspective, 
they, they've they gone. You know, there's so much of things I couldn't get over, I have got over yeah. um, from it. So, um, Did you understand grace as a Mormon? So you understand? Did you understand grace as a Mormon? Not, 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 not in the same perspective as you do now. No, no. Um, but you know, I, the, the final thing I'll leave you, leave you with is I. About one half a year through Bible college, I'm sitting there thinking, who on earth am I? I'm a dinosaur. I'm washed up. I'm ex LDS. You got people playing guitars, in twenty year olds and whatever. Um, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what on earth is the point? And just one day, I just sat on the back on the lean-to conservatory sort of thing, looking out, praying to the Lord, help me, what, you know, what, what is the point? You know, it, it, it's, it's futile because I'll never compete with these 20-something-year-olds. And I was really depressed. My wife was sitting alongside me, we discussed it. And lo and behold, no sooner we had done that, then a strange event happened with the sun and the things. And what happened was the sun had become like the moon. The, ray, the, rays had come up, the rays had come up around it and it looked like Jupiter. Mm. And the colour came into it and it actually showed the colour of Jupiter. And the clouds actually sort of went around it, almost framing it but not flowing over it. For, this was about four minutes we tried filming it. So actually, you know, myself and I saw this. And there is actually symbolism between, you know, between Jupiter and the Moon and things within go to Jewish and my face. And you realise that the Lord's still with me, regardless of the transition, regardless of, regardless of, of what going happens. through it. Things are happening. God, this was before the chaplaincy course coming on and what have you, but there's, so, there's a plan somewhere. We may not understand it, it may not fully. Uh, become clear for some time, but he works with but us. But it transcends religion. Yeah. He works with the people, not the religion. And so that's that's, that's my well, that's my understanding of, of, of the grace of God. The, the, you know that he, he steps beyond the religion and deals yeah. with the people, and he knows who who, who he's people. Yeah. Well, and I appreciated I appreciate your story and your message uh, to everybody and. We just have a, a, a relationship with Jesus now, this uh, personal uh, recognizing his righteousness and yeah. what he did for us and knowing Absolutely. that God loves us. And, and like you said, you're free. You're free and uh, he sets you free and as an element of, when you say free, I see myself as a bond servant. Yeah. I choose to serve him now. Now, I don't know if we've posted it yet, but you do have a website, a, a blog. It's LDSphoenix.net. That's right. And people can go to that to see or hear more of your story. They can, they can yes. And you'll be adding more to that, I guess. Absolutely, yes. And being and, an uh, IT guy, you'll be able to do that. Hopefully, awesome. hopefully, yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's changed over the years, but yes, I can do that. Um, but I deliberately went for LDS Phoenix because uh, LDS is my life. And I see myself as having to raise from the ashes. Lifted uh, up. Lifted up from a womanism going on. So that's why yeah. it's called LDS Phoenix. Well, Mike, thanks again for coming all the way from England and for sharing your story. You're and we'll see you next time on the Ex-Mormon Files. Thank you. This has been the audio podcast of The Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. The Ex-Mormon Files is produced by Main Street Church of Brigham City. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at exmormonfiles.com. 
That's exmormonfiles.com. Do you have an ex-Mormon story to share? Write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com.